Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. Hello, and welcome back to Brand Week, the podcast. My name is Al Manorino, and I'm the senior producer of the Ad Week Podcast Network. On today's episode, you will hear from Meredith Madden, Chief Marketing and Category Officer at Chobani, as she discusses the brand's transition to identity from a yogurt brand to modern food company, and how they use audience-first marketing strategies to recruit new consumers and bring Chobani loyalists into new categories. By integrating the marketing and commercial functions, Chobani has developed thoughtful, insights-informed marketing campaigns and activations including their most recent Chobani Has Oat Milk advertising campaign and the launch of their first metaverse experience, Chobani Oat Milk Cosmic Race on Roblox. We hope you enjoy this session from Brand Week 2022 and come back every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes leading up to our Brand Week Europe event happening this November 9th and 10th. Thank you, and please enjoy this special Brand Week conversation. I'm Meredith Madden, and I am a procrastinator. And I was looking outside this morning at the little like scrolly screen thing. And I was like, oh, if I would have prepared myself before that, I would know that A, nobody is doing this. So like, I have slides. You don't have to see my face. Well, get my face off there. I have slides. You know, I'm going to be walking around. Um, and I also didn't know that I was actually the opening act for Pharrell. So I am like, ah, I'm going to sing in my presentation. Okay, so my, my title stuff sounds a lot more boring, I think, than hopefully it is. I'm going to try to go fast, and I'm really going to take you through a little bit of a journey, not only with um, Chobani and our brand journey, but also how we evolved one of our campaigns for a new product we launched, and then just kind of where we're going next. So for those of you that don't know, I, I hope most of you know Chobani. Um, we are, we were a Greek yogurt company. Our founder came from Turkey and he tried yogurt and he really didn't like it. He said, this isn't what we have back home. So I really think that people deserve better. So our entire company was founded on this belief that everyone has great taste. They just need great options. We have this mission of better food for more people, and we have what we call DNNA. So our DNNA is delicious, nutritious, natural, and accessible. Um, a while ago, we used accessible as in price point, like it's a, it's a more accessible protein alternative that people don't really think about, but also accessible for everyone in the U.S., in Mexico, in the areas in which we sell, um, we never wanted to be this elite brand. We never wanted to be a brand that was, you know, coastal and most people couldn't, didn't understand it or, or couldn't afford it. So being accessible is a big part of how we've grown our brand beyond just yogurt. Um, we're also just extremely 
engaged with our communities, with our employees. Um, we are constantly working on improving our plants to become more sustainable, to be uh, working more off of recycled wastewater. And it's just a very important part of our ethos and who we are that some people are aware of. I was talking to a few folks today at lunch and, you know, everyone says, oh, the 60 minutes, we love Hamdi. Um, we know the story. So it's really great. But that's something that's really a basis for everything that we do foundationally. But your marketers, I am not. Here's a good uh, segue into what I'm here to actually talk about. So the evolution of the brand and the team. Uh, we were a yogurt company for 13 years. Really, we first started selling yogurt in 2007, and everyone knew us for yogurt. Back then, Greek yogurt was, uh, you know, it's it's tart. I think it's healthy. I think it's expensive. I don't really understand it. You know, fast forward five, ten years, and Greek yogurt is kind of a standard for yogurt, uh, much bigger share of the category. Um, I joined back in 2012. So I actually joined as uh, category management was my specialty, my function with a sales agency that I worked for. And we had customers that were telling Chobani, hey, you guys are no longer just this like small, cool company that brings new flavors and will take them all. You really have to understand data. You really have to understand your consumer and your customer. And you're not just going to win by showing up and being cool. So Chobani was a client of mine in my previous job. They asked me to come over and build category management. I built category management and then just that was 10 years ago and now I'm the chief marketing and category officer. So similar to Linda, I have zero marketing functional expertise. I went to college, I got a marketing degree, I also got a logistics degree and I worked in a warehouse and I knew how to drive a forklift. So that's a different story. But you know, I had this uh, professor, the only thing I remember from college school-wise was this professor said, advertising is just the tip of the iceberg. Everybody wants to go into advertising and they're going to get burnt out and you shouldn't go into advertising. There's so many other things to do. And my instinct was like, oh, this guy must have gotten fired from an advertising firm, right? Because like, I didn't even understand what that meant. So moving on, um, I started to pick up more teams and eventually we built Consumer Insights and I took on a shopper marketing team. And, you know, I was in Soho with all of these teams. I say everybody was working, like everybody individually was really awesome. And this Olympics ring analogy was an analogy that I've used for years because it took us a long time to fix it. And I don't think it's fully fixed. So think about maybe one project, one idea, one launch, one, one thing that's happening and like one team is blue and one team is yellow and one team is black and one team is red and blue person is like, oh my God, did you know that red person was also doing this? And you're like, what? How? That's our project because I'm working with yellow guy and yellow guy knows that, you know? So it was just a massive mess because everybody was working like on in their own silos, in their own way. And some people were connected, but it never got fully connected. Um, we also were building out this insights team and 
It was like, insights is scary. Why? Because those are the people that want to do research and tell you that your ideas suck. You know, so you're like, no, no, I'm not working with insights. They're too slow. They don't know what we're doing. They're not marketers. They don't understand. You know, so it's just a, a very challenging place to try to gain that trust and get everybody to be like, oh, okay, you know, hey, if we get a little bit smarter, we can maybe be more effective in what we're doing. And again, nobody's fault, just a lot of different separate teams. Um, we had to figure this out because in 2020, we moved from beyond the yogurt company to what we call the modern food company. So we launched oat milk, we launched coffee creamer, and we launched ready-to-drink coffee, as well as some um, probiotic beverages that are kind of the, the tastier cousin to a kombucha. Um, and we really knew that if we were going to go to market with these new categories, not only for our consumers, but also our buyers, you would you can't just go to your buyer and be like, hey, we're making oat milk now. You want it? And they're like, I don't understand. You're the yogurt company. So really being able to take a step back and say, what, what do these consumers want and why do we think we have a right to play in this space? And then how do we take that information that we learned and take it to our buyers so they have confidence that we know what we're doing and we're not just going to enter this market and then, you know. So we started becoming more accepting of teams working together um, using insights, getting a little bit of a process. This slide I used in another presentation, and the one of my team members was like, oh, you should put that slide in because we saw people take pictures of it. And I said, well, I think that's because they were like, why the hell is this in a marketing presentation? Look at what this girl did. But really, it was just to acknowledge that we really like took a step back and said, we need a long process. Now, this dream long process never happens. It's like 16 months. We cut it down to three months. But we at least put these stages in to say, you know, did we acknowledge that, A, if we don't have time to do the insert insights, we're all aligned to skipping that step, but we're all holding hands and agreeing to go to the next step. And you have NPD and uh, R&D, creative, category, sales, uh, you have all the teams kind of take, going along in this process. Um, throughout this time, also, we started moving to this audience-first strategy. And I say it was born out of necessity because it's very much a focus for us today, audience-first. It was born out of necessity because we were poor. Like, help me, I'm poor. So, like, how do you get... How do you spend your money efficiently and effectively when we didn't have the money to go broadly, you know, for months launching all of our new campaigns? Um, I have internally annoyed the heck out of my teams because <laughs> this is my quote. It's like, we want to be where the people are. So obviously, <laughs> get it? I want to be where the people are. You know, like, <laughs> I'll go on. <laughs> I'm going to have to leave after this, so I won't get to karaoke or whatever happens. But <laughs> that's the cheesiest slide I have today. But, 
you know, we want to be where the people are. So think about that. And I'm trying to ignore the privacy conversation because I'm like, is this, is this still going to work? I don't know. Um, I think it's a little bit broader than that. But seriously, we did figure out who to talk to. So all those teens that were involved in these processes, we took a step back and built out a brand book for everything, not only for our marketing teams and our insights teams, but our sales teams. So if they're going to a customer and explaining our marketing program and people are like, I don't, that doesn't make sense to me, they can tie it back to like, we've identified the audience that we're targeting and then we've identified how to find them. We also brought our fans along from yogurt. So one of the key strengths of our launch into these other categories was the fact that we were basically deeming ourselves a branded house, not a house of brands. So people that know and love Chobani and had a lot of loyalty to the brand Chobani and yogurt, we were able to bring them over to oat milk, to creamer. They might not have ever tried oat milk. So we did, we kind of hit both sides. We went to new users to help grow these categories, and then we talked to our current audience to bring them over. Uh, the first time we launched oat milk, we, it was 2020, and we really launched rooted in one insight. And that one insight was that people that are drinking non-dairy milk alternatives whether they're lactose-free, whether they're, our favorite word, flexitarian, you know, sometimes um, sometimes you do dairy, sometimes you don't. Uh, we knew that they wanted a product that had a taste and texture similar to dairy milk. So that's where this campaign was kind of rooted with this almost milk. Uh, everything was really put out there in terms of like, tastes like milk, it's almost milk, but it's not dairy milk, it's oat milk. We put our campaign out, even back in 2020, it was probably very rooted in linear TV and you know, picking the right channels and playing with the budgets and filling things in and all that. So fast forward two years, we had a little bit of a different approach. Uh, within these last two years, oat milk has really exploded. We knew that it was going to explode in the sense that you can see the growth trajectory. Oat milk, this is just a positive comparison, not a negative, but oat milk, you know, it, oats are a cover crop. They taste, take less water to grow. Um, you know, there's a lot of benefits from oat milk in general. And I learned, well, we'll talk about that later, Lizzie. Um, we, we really wanted to capitalize on this new knowledge of oat milk being just kind of the number two dairy alternative besides almond milk. And we were seeing this in the natural channel. We were seeing it in cafes. You know, there are more drinks, more lattes and stuff being ordered with oat milk than almond milk. And while it was getting so big, we felt it was time to kind of tell the world that Chivani has oat milk. We came out and, you know, quickly amassed about a fifth of the category um, with not even full retail distribution, but we still felt like there was this huge untapped audience. So we took a different approach this round, and this is a campaign that just launched this year. Um, I say the difference with this was we did a broad-reaching campaign because we literally wanted to tell everyone that we had oat milk, 
But again, we don't have those budgets to blast it everywhere. And we know we needed to have some targeting and some audience focus within that. So we created this campaign that was broad reaching, but targeted. We'll be right back with more Brand Week, the podcast after these messages. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. So the idea from that being very broad, because you could basically pick an audience target out of any vignette in that campaign. And we wanted it to feel recognizable, like, oh, maybe you think you saw it in a movie. We wanted it to feel funny because we were really trying to go after a different audience overall that we, you know, we didn't feel that we wanted to go down that path of, you know, oat milk is very versatile and you can pour it in your cereal and you can drink it out of a glass and you can make a smoothie. So we kind of got to that in a funny way. And then we had all this targeted opportunity where we bought 15 second local market spots in the Super Bowl in 19 cities, which is surprisingly affordable. Um, and we did our 15, our 15 second cut down that focused on, you know, the Gatorade dump. Um, we did a lot of social targeting around the Oscars and the Met Gala with our fancy dress. Um, and then we had a lot of other fun things that we did as well. Um, a lot of social organic targeting. Uh, we kind of prepped for some other activations we were having. So we went after the beauty community. We went after the gaming community. And, you know, we just really hit a lot on TikTok, on online video, um, you know, all the basics, Instagram. And then we took that targeting and we made it even, we took it even farther. So our beauty community we partnered with Chill House in New York City and we made custom nail kits and we did custom manicures. And if you've ever been to Chill House in New York City, they also have a coffee bar. So they not only used our oat milk barista for coffee during this activation, but now they carry it full time and that's their oat milk of choice in that coffee house. Uh, we sold out that activation spots. We sold out all the nails. Um, and it was just a really fun activation. And then we went it a little bit farther. And, you know, this was something that was very interesting to us in the sense of we've always been talking about the metaverse. And I know the metaverse is like huge and out there in lots of ways to show up. But we said, let's dabble in it through the gaming community. And it only made sense for us to really dabble in the gaming community in this you know, campaign overall, because we were trying to go out and talk to all of these different targets. So, you know, we've heard a lot of Gen Zers. Are you a Gen Zer on Roblox that thinks about oatmeal? Oh, you probably weren't, but maybe you are now. So we created this game.
created that game and we also tied a charitable aspect to it because, you know, one of the things was like, I don't understand why you're making this game. It doesn't make any sense. And I, you know, we don't really know either, but we wanted to test it out. <laughs> but this was the right opportunity to test. Like if somebody said, I want to make a game, let's do something, like what should we do? We probably would have kept shelving it. So you've heard a lot about the testing and learning. Um, but adding that charitable aspect, you know, people played and they got points. And then once the leaderboard amassed enough points, we donated money to Hunger Free America. So one minute, 17 seconds left, two slides. That was this year. What's next? Um, one of the things we're focused on next, even though that was very platform focused and we're going to continue to focus on platform support next year, we've gotten away or haven't really focused in a very long time on who we are as an overall brand. Since we've launched into these new categories, we basically have focused on supporting those new categories, but we know we need some of that longer term brand building support that might not give us short term rewards right away, but something that we're really focused on over the next four, five, ten years. Um, we're also going to continue to improve those processes because we're pretty sure that even though people hate process, it has helped us, you know, move quicker. Um, and then also using more insights. We have to get so much smarter. There's already way too much data and there's probably a lot of data that we don't use. And sometimes I don't even want to think about it because you're already overwhelmed with what you have, but that will continue to be a focus for our teams. And then finally, all in on content. When you don't have big budgets, but you know you need to satisfy customer budgets, you know, social, um, online video, we are now have more and more mouths to feed, so to speak, in our platforms. You need to make sure your content is abundant and on point so you can continue to show up in those specific audiences. And because everyone had their key takeaways, now everyone had these, so I don't feel like as weird, but they're like, make sure you put them at the end. So I'm like, this is the moment where they're like, what did she just talk about? All right, I talked about, tell me if I did. Uh, process doesn't mean boring and uninspired. You actually uh, figure out how to slow down to help you go fast. Because if you keep going, 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 and then you hit a wall and you have to start over, you are going to go slower than if you slow down and get that alignment and get the right insights to move forward. Know your audience and your desired audience. So channel your little inner or your inner little mermaid, which now you will all remember. It will all be in your head the rest of this week. Like, I want to be where the people are, right? I think that there's some people here from Pharrell's family, so I'm not going to sing. Um, <laughs> but I did. Uh, and then don't be afraid to test and learn. This is not the first three bullet point slide that had this on there. There's a lot of opportunity. And, you know, this short-term and long-term dynamic, it's not going to happen overnight. If we had more time to get into it, I would say... Oh, I just actually got my oat milk PCA today, post-campaign analysis, and everything did surprisingly well. But I think the most beneficial thing of our Roblox game was we had over 300 million earned impressions, and we haven't done a lot to garner earned impressions. So just because this was kind of like a fancy buzzword, 
you know, you asked me if it worked and I say, I think, I think it worked for what we wanted to do because we wanted to try it out and, and see what happened. Does that mean we're going to go make a flip game? Probably not anytime soon, but we'll take what we learned from it and, you know, play with something else in the future. So I'm taking somebody else's bullet point on play, trial, experiment, learn, keep redoing it. And that is it. So you all are doing great. Thank you. And I was actually told I have to moderate my own Q&A. Um, okay, that might be a lie. I think they asked if I wanted to do it. And I was like, I guess, but I'm going to go the whole 25 minutes. So we have 145. Does anyone have a question? Yes, because you have so many pictures and you were already on stage. So you're a pro at this. You yell, I'll repeat. I'm just really curious because your timeline started with product and packaging development. And yes, I took a photo of it. How much of what you guys listen to and learn informs the product or how much does the product inform what you do? Uh, sorry, Pharrell, 20 minute answer. Um, <laughs> so I work for a founder led company, which means our founder loves, there's two things he loves, branding and the food. So we partially established this process to try to get more ahead of that long-term product pipeline. Because there are times where, you know, we've come out of a meeting and then there's a second meeting and then it's like, oh, we're launching this and it's going in June and it's January. So now you're scrambling to get the food and back the insights into it. And we're also working on packaging separately at the same time before having insights because our packaging lead times are very long. So now we're working on this like 16 month backup timeline. We want to know what our products that we're launching in January of 24, we want to know what they are by May of 23. And that's still not long enough. But today in September, we're going through insights on all these new categories and new formats of our existing categories and getting alignment on what makes sense for the next three years, which we've never been able to do before. So it is a little bit of a chicken and an egg and it changes by product platform. Yeah. <laughs> Since your product portfolio is alternative dairy, dairy, yogurt. Talk to me a little bit about why you entered the coffee segment. Well, we just love coffee. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, we just thought it was a good fit for, so think about it this way. And I don't know if we even approached it this way in general, but we're always looking at different categories. Um, creamer was very similar to yogurt when we entered. We had, there's a lot, like people love flavor. They love variety. They don't always know that the creamer they're, they're using is not dairy. It might be oil-based or whatnot. And, you know, we just wanted to bring in a cleaner option. Um, when we entered oat milk, we knew that it was a category that it was exploding and it's something that we thought was a better alternative than some of the other plant-based. So we're always doing this for, we only want to enter a space that we feel like we can better. Um, so the cold brew and black 
coffee, coffee concentrate, all of that is really more that that segment is growing a lot more. But in the in the moment, we're looking at a lot of these blended cold latte type drinks. Um, and so all of our mixed flavored coffees are made with our oat milk or our creamer. So they're also a, a bit of a healthier option for those that segment as well. And I think I'm going to go. <laughs> Thank you. You've been great. <laughs> so that's it. Thank you for listening to Brand Week, the podcast, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and Acast Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Al Manorino and John Heil. You can listen and subscribe to all Adweek podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcasts. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com.